You know what? They treated me a lot better on that podcast <laughs> than I got treated this. The lads are there, Daniel, bent over backwards for me. <laughs> More so than you ungrateful shits. I do everything for you. <laughs> everything, Alex. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very festive edition of Films on Trial. That's right, it's December, so it's technically Christmas. I don't know, well, it's the start of our Christmas films on trial anyway. And I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And this week, we are doing A Bad Mom's Christmas. That's what it's called, isn't it? It is. It It is, okay, that's Mm -hmm. good. And just like A Bad Mom's Christmas, we're doing the holidays like a mother. Well done. Uh, If if those mothers (laughs) spend their holidays watching Star Wars, eating takeaway, and playing FIFA... Because it sounds like you've seen this film before. I was going to say that that's technically our Christmas night out, which uh, is is good. It is honestly, it doesn't sound so. But uh, seriously, though, if you've never heard the show before, then lock up your sons and Santas because we're about to unleash our bad moms. Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious festive shenanigans to keep you entertained, including. A cheerful caption contest, a top-notch quiz, some uh, average impressions, some merry xylophone playing, some festive sound effects, and a whole lot of banter. So, do stick around. So, this week's film on trial is, as I said before, the 2017 comedy? Comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. It's Uh, very funny. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Mom's Christmas. Is it a slap-up Christmas dinner, or is it a bunch of pigs in blankets? Uh, <laughs> Aren't both of those good things? Depends. Yeah. If you're like me and Gav, then no. But <laughs> Austin, you might want to cut this out, but I'll try the second thing I've got written down here. Oh, Christ. Is it... Why did you point out Alex beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. Is it all the trimmings? Or is it all the rimmings? Oh, oh, no. Cut. Cut. Again, which one's the bad one? <laughs> so hopefully we're going to find out. Uh, so just to say this will be a very spoilerific episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can listen to this episode after you've watched it. It's available on Netflix at the moment. Or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by the lovely Dave, which is going to start around the 40, 45 minute mark. Uh, Ozzy will put in the comments. Uh, but before we go on, our last film on trial was The Other Guys. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, Brucey, you judged that trial and you deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. Yes. Now, you've since gone away and watched The Other Guys. What do you reckon? Do you make the, did you make the right call? I didn't care for it. Ooh. I know all four of you actually turned yeah. out at the end that you all really liked it. I didn't like it. I, I can understand that maybe I'm wrong. And yeah, just for me, it yeah. just wasn't... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't laugh. I, like, You'd I never found, seen it before, though, Yeah, you? I hadn't seen yeah. it before. Maybe it was because you already told me all the funny stuff, but uh. I, my face was kind of hurting because I wasn't laughing that much. Was it not hurting like, because, of the, uh, uh, because of the soup kitchen scene? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just really not, yeah, the, the whole dirty mic thing did make me really upset when I saw him. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I do, I do, I do genuinely, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like he represents any part of me, dirty mic. <laughs> you should take it as a compliment. That man had a luxury glorious full head of hair. Oh, I take it as an insult, guys. <laughs> and, uh, and lots of friends. Spirit, it's been like a Very popular, insult. don't you, Mike? I had lots of friends. Close, close friends as well. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so I was a bit surprised, so shocked, and I'm, I just, I'm, again, very disappointed in you all. Oh. <laughs> so, but what, what is uh, a very funny film in, in your mind, then? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll give you that one. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, so, moving on, um, before we uh, get onto the bulk of the show, I think it's time for Alex's Dirty Alex's film. <laughs> <laughs> film feels. Oh, God damn it. Gross! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, it seems like an easy one, this one. Bad Mom's Christmas. Who's your favourite bad mother in a film? Oh, there I go. I've got two. So, Stifler's mom is, is a good type of bad, bad mom. Interesting. In, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let, let, let him elaborate. <laughs> Let him elaborate. Go on, go on, Joel. Explain. I don't need to explain. <laughs> um, but in terms of a, a literal bad mum, I think you've got to look uh, no further than than Kevin's mum in Home Alone. Not only does, <laughs> does she leave him alone once, as she then does it again in New York. So um, she didn't learn a lesson. No. And you know who can get by in life without learning lessons? No. 
The thing about Kevin's mum is that like, it wouldn't be that bad if she would have just realised uh, like a bit earlier. But the fact is, is she gets to two different countries without realising that her son's there. It's just like at no point during the plane ride. So she like, fuck it now, we've left Kevin again, haven't we? <laughs> uh, Ozzy? Um, what about the, the other mother from Caroline? She's a pretty bad mother. That's a good one. Yeah, That's a good one. It's quite scary. I, I, I thought you were going to instantly say the mother from Beetlejuice, also played by Kevin's mother from Home <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I, I don't think they're necessarily bad mums, though, are they? They're just doing, they're moving into a new house, they're looking after the, they've you know, got the priorities. I think you the other to... mother, however, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a bad mum. Okay, yeah. Ozzy raises a point. Feels <laughs> <laughs> very bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I also have two, because I'm not quite sure about the first one. Uh, so, uh, Mrs. Bates from, from Psycho. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, is definitely. she a bad mum, though? Well, we find out in subsequent not Psycho movies that she is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the first uh, film, she's, she technically doesn't do anything because it's dead. Norman. She's yeah, just yeah. dead. She's mm. just very but dead. yeah, we find out later on that she, and if you watch the Bates Motel, um, you know, the TV series, then yeah, you find out that she is. But in that film itself, she's technically not bad. Although she technically is. The majority of the film, you think that she's not dead. She's That's certainly it. absent. Hey, oh, there we go. Well She's done, Ozzy. She is absent. That is, absent to that death. is a good fit. Not no <laughs> fault of her own bits. Let's argue that on a different podcast. <laughs> and uh, my second one is uh, the mother from Alien. <laughs> Interesting. She's a very bad mother. The she actual is. alien mother. No, no, no. The, the the computer is called Mother, isn't it? And uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, that's the real villain very, for the film. Very out of the box, Gav. Like, like, yeah, I thought you were talking about the first alien. I was like, well, depending on what side of things you're looking at, <laughs> yeah, that's a great mother. That's a great as an, as yeah. a, if it's yeah, the alien, very protective of her young. There, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. much better than Kevin's yeah. mum. <laughs> but, but happy to consume other people's. <laughs> um, there's a couple that I think, I'm taking it literally as well as in like bad people sort of thing. I'm thinking that. Uh, Sissy Spacex mum in Carrie. Oh, yeah. Piper Laurie, oh, yeah. pretty bad. Uh, Angela Lansbury, Manchurian candidate. Also pretty bad. <laughs> Not a good one. Not yeah. a good one. Yeah, the dastardly villains, these. I thought uh, you were going to say in Murder She Wrote, and I was yeah. like, she didn't have any kids, or, or did she? Nor she's that she <laughs> yeah. bad, to be honest with yeah. uh, I'm going to go with the mum at Get Out, who I think is very, I don't know, she's pretty evil. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, going, I'm taking a bit more literally as well. Or have you seen Marnie by Alfred Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. That mum's brilliant, isn't it? Watch it. Great film. Sean After Connery's two hours amazing. <laughs> Sean, Con- Sean Connery's wig in that gives a stellar performance. <laughs> okay, so uh, on to the bulk of the show. Oh no, hang on, I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dramatic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so on to the bulk of the show. As we mentioned before, this week's film on trial is A Bad Mom's Christmas. Jesus. Like, Jingle Bells <laughs> is like one of the easiest songs Fucking for an amateur great, to play. Grade 8, seriously. Grade 8 pianist. Mate, like, the bonds are too small for my fingers, right? I was rocking Jingle Bells on the recorder. <laughs> when, I was, when I was two or three, yeah, you know what? You know what? Next week, bring your fucking recorder. Actually, actually, I forgot. I've, I've got it. Uh, so we're gonna try. I'll try that again, right? But I'm gonna need some assistance from Ozzy because he's the most musical one here. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> right, shall we try it again? <laughs> wait, hang on. This time, Gav. Okay, wait. Oh shit! Again. Wait, ready? Three, two, one. So, as you can use that at any point uh, during the trial, if you think I'm being uh, uh, unimpartial, okay. So, uh, on to the bulk of the show. Um, so, uh, this is Bad Mom's Christmas. It has been picked out of the hat at random, out of the festive hat, no doubt. If you want a picture of that, I'll upload it on Twitter. Picked out of Santa's sack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be beeping everything out in this episode. <laughs> that is, let's, that it should be one of the captions for our caption contest this week. Um, so all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So in defence and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Alex and Dave. Now Alex is just like Kenny G. Mm. People are genuinely embarrassed to admit that they like him. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Dave. <laughs> Who will happily admit that he likes him every day. Uh, and Dave is a bit like Kirsten Bell. He knows all of the lyrics to Let It Go. 
<laughs> which which is genuinely true. Um, Probably is. Actually. And you've just come from watching Frozen 2, haven't you? I have. <laughs> which you said is genuinely better than the first one. Yeah, that's very con- controversial. Don't let people know I think that. Well, too, too late. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay, and acting this prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Joel and Ozzy. Joel is just like Peter Gallagher. He was semi-relevant in school when the OC was on, but no. <laughs> Just in that limited time frame. Just in that limited time frame. Semi-relevant. Semi-relevant. <laughs> but nobody talks that much about him these days. <laughs> and Ozzy is a little bit like Catherine Hahn's Carla, spontaneous, carefree, and at least 80% proof alcohol. <laughs> Uh, now, just like real court advocates, we'll be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our real opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our genuine thoughts. Which means this week, I have the most important role as I will be playing the judge. Now I'm a little bit like Susan Sarandon. I was ignored by Tim Robbins. <laughs> that prick. <laughs> if you don't know what that's about, last year I saw Tim Robbins out and about in London and I stopped and I was like, oh, wow are you Tim Robbins and he said no and walked away <laughs> and it fucking was him I, there's, a, there's a slim possibility Gav that wasn't Tim Robbins <laughs> how many really tall American men who look like Tim Robbins aren't Tim Robbins <laughs> five <laughs> now, now I must decide which list this film should be placed on hit or shit based solely on the arguments put to me and not using my own opinion which is good because I haven't seen the film at all nor have I experienced a Christmas as a bad mom, so I have no point of reference either. Uh, but I have seen Bad Moms, the first film, yeah. which I thought was all right. Good, so, good start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solid start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. Okay, so here we read off the synopsis in the style of one of the castle characters from the film. This week it has landed on Alex. Mm. So how would we like Alex to read the synopsis out? It's like a bad mom. Yeah, this is kind of tricky. It's a hard one. Susan Sarandon's got a pretty distinctive voice, hasn't she? Is she? Uh, she's a tough one though, isn't it? Always sounds like she's got a a cold. Smoky, cold voice. All right. Um, (laughs) As the... As their mothers drop in unexpectedly, our three underappreciated and overburdened moms rebel against the challenges and expectations of a Super Bowl for mothers. Christmas. Wow. That's very good. Who's got a Sarandon? Yeah, yeah, to be fair. (laughs) Thanks, man. It did sound more like a drunk Kathleen Turner, though. (laughs) Okay, so without hesitation, uh, allow me to kick off proceedings. So I'm thinking I'm going to start with a bit of a defense. So I'm going to pass it to the defense. Uh, explain the part in a bit more detail. You know, like what actually happens in this film. Okay, so I haven't watched Bad Moms, just to just to be clear as well. So I, I, <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've got that bit. Okay, I know good, exactly good, what good, happens good. up until the beginning of so Bad Moms Christmas. Bad Moms Christmas. I, you know, at first you're a bit like not sure about the characters, but, you know, I haven't seen the first one, so, you know, why should I be? And then, you know, it's it starts off where... It's like a flashback. It starts off where Mila Kunis has destroyed Christmas. How has she done it? And then the whole film is kind of like leading up to the point where she's done it. And basically you've got the three main characters, I'm guessing, from Bad Moms, which is... Um, her, Kristen Bell, and I can't remember the Catherine name. Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Hahn. Is that how do you say it? Hahn. Hahn. Catherine Hahn. As in so, a posh person saying Han Solo. Hahn. Yeah, Catherine <laughs> Hahn. Got it. Um, and they, surprise, surprise, who turns up, who pitches up at theirs? Their moms turn up. And guess what? They're not good moms. They're bad moms too. Oh, I mean, because I thought the moms from bad moms were bad. No, no, no. These are like their moms. Wow. So you can only imagine. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're into this, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've hooked you. I can see you're into it. It should have been like Die Hard 2. They should have been called badder moms. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Baddest moms. They, so their moms come and they're all annoying in their own sort of unique way. So, you know, you've set up the whole story. You've got these three sort of art storylines going around, mainly focusing on Mila Kunis and her mum, who's played excellently by Christine Baranski, who's just, I think, for me, 
the best in the film. I, I, I love her in this. I really like Christine Baranski. She's, you know, she's a, you know who she is? She's in... Um, yeah, from Mamma Mia. Yeah. Mamma Mia. The Don't patronise him. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a great time in having flashbacks to speed. This is like the font all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep talking. This is fantastic. Have the titles rolled yet? The and titles if so, have rolled. What were, font? The font was okay. <laughs> I don't want to dwell too much on the Festive, font. Gab. Festive, Festive font. font. Festive, That's font. what I want in a film. Do sleigh bells appear over, over the music at the beginning? To, be, to let us know that it's a Christmas film. Yes. Okay. okay. So, uh, Why not? Why not? <laughs> so anyway, basically that, that's the film. You've got these three storylines. They all don't get on with the mums. They find Christmas as being a mom very, um, you know, very stressful time. They have to do loads and loads and loads. They're all finding it very dif- difficult to get on with. And then hijinks ensues. You know what I mean? I th- I'm guessing, you know, because they're bad moms, they, you know, they sort of do that thing. They sort of get drunk in a mall, run around with Christmas trees, steal things. And then, you know, the film sort of just goes on quite happily, following, you know, the two subplots, really, of the two sort of minor characters, Kristen Bell and Catherine Hahn. Uh, they carry on. And then, you know, the main one, like I say, is Mila Kunis and um, Christine Baranski. All got their interesting bits. <coughs> Kristen Bell and her mum, she's got a very overprotective mum who's trying to, like, coddle her. Uh, Catherine Hahn's mum is like the opposite, just, you know, completely distant, just trying to, you know, screw her out of money and stuff like that. And then you've got kind of the heart of the film, which is the relationship between Mila Kunis and Christine Baranski, where Mila Kunis wants a mellow Christmas, doesn't want to do it too much, and Christine Baranski wants it to be this out of the, you know, really posh, really out of the world Christmas. And, you know, the plot works because it's a simple plot. It's not going for something really, really complicated. It's going for what a Christmas film needs, which is just like lots of little bits of set pieces, you know, running around, you know, little hijinks ensuing and stuff like that. Nice little playoffs between characters with an emotional core. And this is, you know, this is what makes the film a Christmas film. It has this emotional story running through, which is, you know, it's like I say, it's not going to be going right outside the box, but it does it enough to make it, it this film really interesting. And it's the fact of like, what is Christmas? You know, is all the presents that are all a good, are all the gifts. Does that make Christmas? Which is Christine Baranski's way of doing it, and then you have got Mila Kunis's way, which is more like let's have a mellow, let's just enjoy. Bit more like a other. lads' night out. Yeah. Bit more let's, like a lads' night out. Bit more. Let's have a chill. Let's go and watch Star Wars. Let's and spend time on the couch. together. Yeah. Spend time together. <laughs> oh, great night! And so I'd say I'd say that is kind of the film. You know, in essence, it's a nice. You know, it's got a simple Christmas message. Okay. What and is, now, Joel, what's the message. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on one side, you've got the. You know, the perfect if Christmas. If it's got two sides, it's not simple. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I feel like that we should write that down. <laughs> Put that on a little signpost above Joel's head. <laughs> if something has two sides, it's not simple. <laughs> All right, well, what I want to say is that uh, this is a really strange film because there is no plot. Like, I think if I had been on the defence, I really would have struggled to tell you about the film because it's basically like an hour... An hour and a half, like, TV episode almost. It, it, if you imagine something like Friends, you know, where there's no plot, just stuff happens. And more swearing. Yeah. Uh, and just constant uh, And constant not funny. Fucks. And nothing that you can quote. And it won't be remembered. And everything that Friends isn't. You, I was going to say, you, you're talking about Friends. Who doesn't love Friends? Yeah. You're talking about, this is like a really long episode of Friends. And then you said, it's... <laughs> it's Nothing like Friends. Uh, it's like anti-Friends. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's like the anti-Friends. <laughs> Enemies. <laughs> that was a series that never got picked up. <laughs> Six people who really fucking hate each other. <laughs> well, that, that is essentially what this film is. And it, it's another one of those films where... It's not really a Christmas film. It just happens at Christmas, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know. For example, Die Hard, but I, th- I feel like it's in- just being mentioned in the same thing as Die Hard. Write <laughs> <laughs> that shit down. Is you've this got, you've got me there. is this the Die Hard? <laughs> it is the bad moms of Die Hard, um, and. Uh, this always happens. Yeah, my, my trail of thought is just completely gone. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in. Like I Thanks, think Austin, I'm on the full. I'm fully on Joel's side with this. There was, I think there was, there was no redeeming features to this film whatsoever. It was from from the uh, Mila Kunis, maybe the only redeeming feature of this film. Um, I, I thought she actually did a good job, but the, it's so boring, like and, and nonsensical from the off. So from that first scene, you think, okay, wow, that's pretty crazy it's a bit like a hot tub time machine or the hangover like that very first scene it's absolute so chaos. something chaotic has happened yeah and, and then, then like a, a camel or something walks across the the 
the room, like across the living room. You're like, wow, what the fuck's going on here? This is going to be great. And then it's just... It doesn't, just get, that doesn't get explained. No, it does. Well, it does. Well, yeah, it, it does, does, but it's just, it's just stupid. The whole film is just stupid. I think it sets, like, female-fronted comedies back. It was just not funny whatsoever. And it was no, there was no uh, sensible, there was no clever comedy in there. It was just swearing, booze, and, like, Essentially, sexual harassment of Father Christmases in a mall. I mean, that, that, I mean he, he wasn't <laughs> harassed; he was well into it. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> to be fair, that yeah. sounds like our Christmas night out. <laughs> <laughs> but then, imagine if somebody filmed that. Would you really want that to be shown to the world? Do you think that's? It's just. It was absolutely no, no, this film. Let him answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I thought I'd come quickly just in case. Yeah, be uh, surprised. Really he's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a lot of videos of the night. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so something chaotic starts the film, but then Ozzy says it's really boring and it takes a long time to explain what actually happened. So by the time the punchline is revealed, you know, you've lost interest. Uh, Dave, agree, disagree? No, I don't think so. I think it's a really good payoff, to be honest with you, because it is this bizarre setup to the film. You know, Mila Kunis sat on the stairs thinking she's destroyed Christmas. And, you know, it's a bizarre setup with the camel walking past the house is trash, and you're thinking, what on earth has happened? And that is explained. It is explained, and in funny style, with Kenny G. You know, how many punchlines contain Kenny G? Aside from Kenny G's Kenny, life. I was going to say. Contained and is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, getting Kenny G in there, can we just say, is a great cameo. The man can clearly laugh at himself. You know, am I, am I still getting paid? If you just get out. It's, it's, just, it's a great film and it's a great festive film. It's a good one to, you know, to wrap presents to. It's a good one to have on in the background. It's one of those films that you just enjoy having on at Christmas. Okay. Did we just take a little note of that? That's a film that you have on, but don't watch. Did you, did you, did you pick up on those two? The two best times to watch this film is actually when you're doing something else. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so Alex, Alex went to great lengths to mention the hijinks issue in this film. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, um, Alex, uh, explain a couple of these hijinks. Okay, so it's, you know, one thing I'd like to say is, we're not bad moms, you know, as, as Gav said. So, you know, the target audience of this might not be us. So we do have I don't to think also... it's made just for bad moms, Bruce. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> really I think it's going for a very niche. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's going for a very niche. All these moms showing. Segment of not the ones that are good moms. I think it really is going for these terrible, terrible moms. <laughs> Unless you spoke in and you turn up with an open bottle of Stella, <laughs> you're not getting into the cinema. You're just looking no. at the post and well, I'm neglectful, but I wouldn't say I'm bad. What? <laughs> All right, well, I wouldn't say it's that narrow, but I would say it's going, it's going for like a suburban, mainly maybe America, but, you know, a bit of a suburban look at life. You know what I mean? And so lots of the hijinks maybe for us aren't hijinks at all, but, you know, them getting drunk and stealing a Christmas tree in the mall and stuff like that. And then just to sort of like, you know, I think it, another point, they're stealing food from rich people. And, you know, there's all these little bits that just keep it ticking over as the plot's going on. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say they, like... Hang on, who, who do all these involve? Are these the moms the, or, the, or the grandmoms? And the moms. They're, okay. they're all sort of involved as well. Right, okay. There's also a lot of like bits where you have like, you know, the, the Mila Kunis's mom telling her to do something. Can you see the, you know, the tension in between those two? I'd say the bit. I'd say the bit where I was laughing the most was when um, it ended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is when um, Catherine Hahn, uh, like, there's a guy who comes in to get his balls waxed. So and, I turned it off at that point. I had to go away and sorry, take a break. Sorry, I sorry, was so been reminded so, Austin can, that can, he needed to wax his balls. Can we just say did you, you turned off the film <laughs> and then turned it back on <laughs> two hours later to try and watch it because I just Are you I missed that, the best bits, man. No, I mean, I still, I still watch those yeah, bits. <laughs> it's just, it's just. But don't that bit, th- that bit, there was a nice little bit of play going on between the two actors. Two balls. <laughs> two balls between the balls. You should see the like, nice little play with them. Like, but that, that, that was like, there are funny bits in this film. But I'll also say, like, and what's, you know, what a good Christmas film always has is it can bring it back to that emotional core in the film. And that's what Bad Mom's Christmas does really well. It doesn't, it's not jarring when you go from, you know, you, you know, Aussie's right. There is a lot of like, oh, fuck me and fuck me and fuck me. And maybe for us, that's not really that bad. But from a suburban point of view, I'd say maybe it is. What is the suburban stuff that you keep talking about? <laughs> Because they like they live in suburbia, don't they? Except for except for Hans' character, it's like suburban uh, mi- middle class America. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's what it's going for. But, okay, um, 
it, it's not it, it, Alex isn't wrong is that it essentially it's got this Christmas message it's a Christmas message that's trying to be funny it's just a bog standard Christmas film that they've tried to like tie in with bad moms that's what it feels like and it was just shit that's that's actually something i want to touch on is that the original i think you know when i looked at reviews it's all right you know it's not knocking anybody out the park it's just really strange that they decided to make a christmas version of an already average film it's like you know last year when they released holmes and watson doing like a christmas holmes and watson even though it got absolutely fucking slated and then expecting people to enjoy it. it it was a very very strange uh, you know, was the original the that film. poorly received I, I, I will say that I actually watched the original and I, I quite liked it I mm. thought it was really good well nobody asked you so back he's the judge yeah. <laughs> roll it, roll it. <laughs> this is so this is about a bad mom's Christmas so, yeah. so I know everything that happens in bad moms I, I liked bad moms so explain to me where it went wrong so so you, you didn't like the first one uh, I did so what, what separates this from the first one what would mean that I wouldn't like this I would say the first this one at least has some moments where you at least smile. You know, maybe you you might not laugh out loud, but there's the occasional kind of smile. Um, whereas this one, it became very, very apparent after 10 minutes that it just was not going to work and it wouldn't be funny. Again, I'll compare it to something like Holmes and Watson or, you know, just one of those films where you watch it and you know within kind of the first set piece or the first joke that it's just, it's going to be a bad film. And it very much stayed, I would say, within that vein for the whole thing. I would say, I actually disagree a little bit with Ozzy. I don't think there really is a Christmas message. I think it's very, very obvious in in terms of how the film pans out. I mean, you could say some Christmas films are, but I would say those are mostly kids' films. Like, in the end, like, obviously it all comes together and they have a lovely, lovely Christmas. And that's, that's basically what happens um, there's no kind of so obstacles or anything for the characters to overcome or t- for them to like develop their characters or anything like that. It's just a very... It is like an episode of Friends um, where just stuff happens. There's no kind of development or plot advancement or anything like that. It's just there's a beginning and there's an end and then there's all the stuff in between. So, but is the message not that, you know, you appreciate your family, you know, you might have differences and you could get together at Christmas? You yeah. know, um, Maybe that's, that's exactly what they tried. Bag, bag on to be bag on sort No, of that's thing. what they succeeded in doing. That's essentially what it is. You know, at, at Christmas, you see a lot of relatives that you don't see a lot of the time. And, you know, it's not uncommon to hear people saying, oh, I've got the family around, they're getting on my last nerve. You know, they're great on you. But at the end of the day, your family, you love each other, even though they annoy you, even though there's things about them you may not see eye to eye on, you know. But it's there's a message there of basically, you know, tolerance for your family, remembering why it is that they come to see you remembering why they're family what if your family are intolerable well then that's a different matter isn't <laughs> okay. it in this film in this film the idea Asking is for a friend. <laughs> in this film the idea is yeah they may not get along with the mums things may be a little strained but you know it's about learning to see the other person's point of view and coming together at Christmas you know for the sake of the family putting those differences aside and having a good time you know maybe learning a little more about each other Okay, uh, Alex. Just very quickly, it does. You know, I, you know, Joel saying there isn't a Christmas message and it doesn't come. I'd say there's a bit, especially when they're in the church, where uh, Christine Baranski and Mila Kunis are kind of having their final, you know, come together in moment. And that is a really good conversation. That was a really standout bit in the film. I thought where actually uh, Christine Baranski, she's she's just talked to this semi-relevant Peter Gallagher. Like, <laughs> 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 Mila Kunis has just had, and he's sort of explained, and he said, "Well, you know, look at it from your mom's point of view." And I, there's another bit in the earlier when she sees the psychotherapist, and the psychotherapist is saying, "Like, it's not easy being a mom," which I, you know, I know, but it, it was an interesting, it was a little interesting take on it. And then Mila Kunis kind of goes up to her mother at the end in the church and says, you know, she sort of realises that mum's been actually been very insecure and a lot of the way the mum's treated her is not because she doesn't like her, but because she's been insecure. Now, you know, whether you think that's a good message or not, that is our message. And it's actually, that bit is done very well. And it's very you know? relatable at Christmas. Very well. relatable. Okay, so, so my thing is, is that I feel like that message was already conveyed in the first film and they're essentially just doing the same, <laughs> same message. No, again. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all, if I may. I'm going to okay. cut in there. This, we're talking about character development. Throughout the, f- the first film, the characters develop, right? They, yes. It's dealing mostly, from what I've, what I've seen, it's dealing with their uh, marriages and with their kids and things like that. 
with their relationships. Now, in this one, that's all been fixed. We're not going, we're not backpedaling. We're not going back to square one to re- reassess that situation. That's done. You know, that, as far as them being mums, that's dealt with. This is now them as daughters and it's their relationship with their mums. So, like, so it's a completely different relationship. It is, it's a different relationship. The characters are not backpedaling and going over old ground all over again. This is fresh territory. But fresh is, ground for them. Is it not that it, it's the same thing? It's bad mums, but this time it's not them, it's their mums. To a degree. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but that's an interesting way of taking it. I mean, yeah. it's like bad mum inception. Let's be honest, though, it's bad mums. Like, there's not a shitload of scope they've got here, have they? Do you know what I mean? I thought yeah, it was an interesting of, way of doing it. They kind of yeah. pigeonholed themselves with that title. You know? Okay, obviously, sorry, you've had your hand up for a while. So, so two things just before I go back to where I was at. There isn't a lot of scope there. Exactly right. There isn't a lot of scope and they have pigeonholed themselves and they've trapped themselves in a little bit. Some of the things that Alex was trying to get across there is that, so the, the messages given out, they're not delivered well. They might be a good message, but they're not given well. They're done terribly. The, the psychotherapist, the, the, so somehow as well, there's only three days between them and Christmas. So they managed to get booked in for a therapy session, a counseling session. Doesn't outstay its welcome. <laughs> it's a short uh, So, but then they go into this uh, and, and that therapist then just has this just cr- everything about it is just over the top and I get that that's you know maybe that's the American humour that they're aiming it at the people that this is aimed for that's what they're gonna gonna like but it is just totally over the top of so that therapist's rant essentially a proper kick off to say everything that's wrong with your mum is because you you're what's wrong with your mum it's like <laughs> That's not the really the news. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's the way it's delivered, and it's meant to be. Fu- it's meant to be funny, but it's just not funny at all. She doesn't do it very well. Christine Hahn as well. Where we were talking, isn't it, Christine? Catherine. Catherine, Catherine Hahn. She just is all over the place. Like one minute you think, okay, that's what her character is doing. That's how she is. That's kind of funny. And then the next thing, she's somebody completely different. And then she's doing the scene with the the, the guy where she's waxing his balls. And yeah, I thought, you know, actually, it's a little bit funny, but by that time, I'm already fed up of her. So, so in, in the first film, funny. she was like um, a bit of a party animal. She was a little bit distant from her child. But towards the end of it, she learned to be more, you know, more caring, more responsible. So within this, is that is it a case of she's regressing a little bit because her mum is like an exaggerated version of her, so that's why her character's all over the place? Or is it a fact that her character's just poorly written? I, I, I I think they're aiming for what you're trying to get at. That's what the that's what they're gone for. Is that yes, her mum's come back, and all of them take a step back to be kids. That's that's what's being aimed at. But it's just poorly dealt with. It's not written very well at all. It's a very very flimsy uh, script to get at that point. That okay. your mum comes along, and suddenly you're back to being yeah, a kid, and you're petulant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Alex. This is just what Dave was saying before. They're not repeating that storyline from the first film. She's not realizing that she needs to be a better mom that sounds like what happened in the first film what she's doing is seeing that what her mom is like and you know being yeah. from the other side of it trying to get her then to be a better okay mom to yeah her. That, I, I, I agree mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do she doesn't go back to that you know she's tired of the rock and roll lifestyle i think gets mentioned it's not for everyone but she says oh no mom i am you know she still wants she wants to be pleasing to her mom whatever but it's just she's just all over the place it's just badly written one minute this is going to be funny if you act like this the next scene actually it's going to be funnier if you do this okay and it's just at odds with each other throughout uh, that joel so one thing that ozzy kind of mentioned before there is that they pigeonhole themselves so this is a sequel and as he said to essentially it feels a little bit like a shoe in sort of it's bad moms and they've just attached christmas to it um, to, well, how much do you feel about that? Is it a sequel for sequel's sake? Yeah, it's a it's a cash grab. But like, a, I don't know too much about the original. I have seen it, but I know that it was kind of a um, a success at the box office. Did you just say you don't know too much about the original? But I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> just just in case anyone calls him out. <laughs> we can read about this earlier. We both watched the original. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, Hated it. You've, you've destroyed my thought process once again. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I feel like this is a tactic from, from the uh, from the defence. But 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 yeah, I I definitely feel as though this is a cash grab. You know, maybe the people who enjoyed the first one really wanted to, to get a second one, and I think it didn't it come out around the same time as like Daddy's Home Two, which is pretty much mm. exactly the same film, but like obviously the male perspective um and uh you know not that you can compare the two but i definitely feel like 
this and maybe that were were just we just made to to get in a bit of cash at Christmas. Just a bit unoriginal. It is wholly unoriginal. There, there's no redeeming or standout features whatsoever. Okay, Alex. Of course, it's a cash grab. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's this isn't like an artistic. Oh man, we need to really put this message out. It's a Christmas film. You know, we we can't hold it to the same standards as other you know art films or something. So he's going to be a cash grab. That's not whether that's not really a point against against it. I would say it's more like is it an entertaining film at Christmas? And it has a lovely, strong Christmas message. It's got some laughs in it. So yeah, it is a it, it is a good Christmas film as well as being yeah, fair enough a cash cash grab. Like Die Hard too. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, less more, disappointing. More Christmassy. <laughs> and with regards to originality, I'd say it's as original as a sequel can be. Bear in mind, yeah. it is a sequel. It is going to feel a little bit like, oh, we've seen this before. Well, yeah, because you've seen these actors playing these same characters in a film previously. But at least I've given them fresh circumstances, fresh surroundings. Setting it at Christmas brought a new level of freshness to it. And, you know, it, with the bad mom shift being focused on their moms rather than themselves, it has brought a new perspective to it. And it doesn't get too stale as far as sequels go it is original okay uh, I was just going to say I think they just there was just tried some of the bits each individual storyline could have been very good I think uh, Mila Kunis and her mum that could have been done really well because the two good actors um, and two good characters as well I, I'd say you know they're, they're very contrasting and you, you learn a little bit about her mum about her mum saying oh my mum was even worse than me you don't even you know she doesn't even know she's born base, you know essentially and some of the things she does you know going overblown so I don't know if you know anything about it but essentially her mum rocks up and tries to do Christmas her way while Mila Kunis wants to do Christmas her way and then she's just like going over so some of those bits yeah okay they're quite funny but, and, and relatable in that they're annoying but it's just not done very well. I don't think that di- it wasn't directed very well. It, it felt like a guy who didn't, who's never made a film before. And okay. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know whether they might. I'm going to put this straight over to the defense because I know he will have done some research. I, I, I imagine. And um, I, it just felt like someone who's never done a, a film before. Okay. It's just poorly shot. Just not not very well composed. Yeah, um, or edited maybe. It just didn't match the stories. Didn't didn't flow whatsoever. Okay, it's the so, same so, guy who did Bad Moms. Oh, okay, so he's he's got experience with the cast and everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, both Joel and Austin have touched on the point that there are a lot of unconnected storylines, a bit like an episode of Friends, as Joel said, uh, where it's sort of like not not everybody's together, but they're all doing this separate thing, and it's sort of like shoehorn together. Uh, is that? I, I mean, I can see you shaking your head, Alex. You no, don't agree. I, I, you know, I, th- I think it's three separate storylines. You know, the 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 thing that ties them together is their friendship. So they sort of meet periodically throughout the film to sort of tie that together. So it doesn't feel like three totally separate different storylines. But, but, but the meetings they all are meet outrageous. They all like... meet, but then they all meet together at certain points as well. So it makes sense. So you know, no, it's all it's all coherent and it all makes sense. You know, I, you know, Ozzy's saying that you know. You know, it isn't good or something, but it, it, it's all coherent. It's all coherent, and it all makes sense. <laughs> I love how you paraphrased this entire. Ozzy's <laughs> just saying it's not, it's not good. good. <laughs> but, but the things, you know, the, and there's no storyline that's left on. There's nothing where you're going. Well, what, you know, what's left unanswered? What, what which part? Oh, come on, story? Alex. The, no, on, it's not like a, a what, big thriller where it's like what what arc is not tied off at the end. Did, did Kenny G get paid? <laughs> <laughs> There's no arcs to start yeah, to tie there up. Are. No there questions are. are asked of this film whatsoever. There are very, there are is... very simple arcs that are finished off at the end. Uh, Let's go here. Mm. Okay, right, right, right. You mentioned before about a Christmas message or lack thereof. You said the, you know, the, the Dave. You mentioned that the Christmas message is about being with your family. You know, like you know, bargains be bargains, whatever. Um, apart from that message. Uh, what makes this a Christmas film? You know, like what makes this an enjoyable film? As Dave said before, a good film to watch at Christmas. It's got a touch of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's about people trying to put on the best Christmas they can for their families. Was that, that was that the film that ended up on our shit list? It's the wrong list, but that was down to the arguments. I, I still feel bad about that one. It was down <laughs> to the misogyny. <laughs> and what we've got here is the I, flip of that. It's I, exactly I still that watch film, it every year, like a mirror image. Yeah. Okay, so 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 what 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 is it like National? 
Jason Lampoon's Christmas because it is thingy. essentially about these characters basically trying to do right by their families. They're trying to put on the best Christmas that they can for their families, and obviously people come along who have other ideas of how they should be running Christmas for their families, and it's just kind of tied into that. And it's very like National Lampoon's in a, in regard of it is about family. It's all about family Christmas. It's about being together, even if you do get on, on each other's last nerve, even if you do great on each other, even if you do have bad blood at times. It's about coming together, forgiveness, moving on. Okay. And it's got a sim- very similar message now that I think about it. Okay. Um, do any uncles end up dying in this? Bad, uh, bad uncles no, or none? No, yeah, Every, okay. everyone's fine. It's no very... uncles dying, no pool boys get uh, uh, taken advantage of. What film are you watching? What film was that? <laughs> That's what happens in uh, National Bampoon's Christmas, isn't it? He wants no, to, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get does with that girl in a swimming get? pool, doesn't he? <laughs> he spent the whole time trying to cheat on his wife with that woman from the swimming pool. From the store? Oh, yeah, 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 like something more clear and obvious and you know dave compared it to to national lampoon and whatever what you know any individual things of that film the the message there is very clear you know clark is desperately trying to put on a good christmas for his family and the message here isn't that clear cut you know there's mila kunis for example does not go out the way to provide a good christmas for her family at the end obviously it all comes together and it's kind of like showing you, you know, oh, this is what mums do, that type of thing. There's a kind of little bit of, um, you know, kind of empowering women almost, I would say, towards the end in showing that, you know, that this is what, you know, women can do at Christmas and putting it all together and that type of thing. And I suppose that's just um, mainly the, the demographic that it that it's going for. But, um, yeah, the, the message just is not there. And I would say that it's just set at Christmas. And it, it could have been a much, much clearer message, I would say, especially if they are aiming for it to be a Christmas film. I, I think the title just sums it up perfectly. They're just bad mums at Christmas. <laughs> as simple as. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to just discuss a little bit about the comedy. That's something that nobody's really touched on before. Alex, it's, it's shit. There's, a good reason. There's a good reason we've not touched <laughs> about the comedy. Yeah. Alex, you mentioned hijinks several times. You picked up these hijinks and then when I asked you to talk about them, you didn't really give me too much information. Balls. Can you just reel off a few jokes? <laughs> the balls. Yeah. balls. Okay, uh, so what else funny happens in this film? moving on Austin why is this not a funny film if I may if I may there are some good moments in this film I wouldn't say it's necessarily you recount the jokes to each other and you laugh about it. It's all in the delivery. It's about the comic uh, talent that they've got on the screen here. It's Christine Baranski, it's Susan Sarandon, it's Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell who are who are still uh, talented actors. It's about the delivery. Some of the jokes, you'll have a good chuckle at them. There's okay. nothing I'd say hilariously funny about it, but there's some good jokes in there. So uh, do you think it's more to do with the cast being funny and it's a more like improvisational thing? Definitely. Uh, right, I'm moving on from you. <laughs> Austin? I, I just felt it was flat in terms of the comedy. It, it didn't work for me. It was very lazy. There was just lots of throw the F word in. Um, that sort of comedy. And it, when you've got to do that, you're already not funny. If, if you need to swear to get a laugh... The joke isn't funny. That's what I do. I know, likewise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not a fucking funny guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, right, so Dave just touched upon the casting characters there. Uh, Joel, um, who doesn't stand out for this film is is it just essentially Mila Kunis and and everyone else's? She gets the, the major part, and I would say she does a good job. I just think the main problem with this film was the script. Yeah, completely. Uh, so the story um, obviously encompasses that as well, but also the lines that the characters have to say, maybe how they were told to deliver them. Um, they all just kind of, they, they fall very flat, and I feel it almost would have been funnier if maybe they'd encouraged them a little bit more to do some maybe ad-libbing. Okay. Um, you know, like it, it's like bridesmaid style, uh, you know, at did read that some of that was uh you know potentially off script as well and 
obviously that worked very very well and that was um you know a full female cast and but they're all like actual comedians on the you know yeah opposed, but let's yeah. let's not forget people like Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell you know they've done a lot of comedies mm-hmm. they've done a lot of comedies before it's not like they're strangers to the game and, and maybe they should have used some of that experience to um you know brighten it up a little bit okay uh, Dave um, I know you're big on your cast Mm-hmm. when it comes to films who stands out in this Joel says that Mila Kunis does a good job mm-hmm. as he agrees yeah. but he, say, he says that she essentially leads it uh, tell me about the rest of the cast I'd say everyone is very solid to be honest with you Kristen Bell like Joel says has done a number of comedy films she's a dab hand at them she's great I'd say Catherine Hahn, who I didn't, wasn't really familiar with before this one, um, she does a solid job. And like I say, Susan Sarandon, Christine Baranski, these are staple actors of comedy films. These are very talented actors. And you got like a couple of people in the background. It's like, oh, I remember like Jay Hernandez is uh, Mila Kunis's boyfriend, and you got Peter Gallagher, who's her dad. And it's just and a cameo <laughs> from Christina. Who's Peter Gallagher? <laughs> yeah. He was that guy who was semi-relevant. You know, at the same time Joel was. But it was <laughs> and you got like a little cameo from Christina Applegate, who was in the first one, as okay, you remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she comes back for briefly and it's just it's a solid cast i wouldn't say anyone really puts a foot wrong you know i mean maybe joel's argument is they don't really put a foot right but i wouldn't say anyone does badly with what they're working with uh, alex so the main one i think it just makes this film like i said before was christine baranski definitely and she perfectly you know we're touching on you know we talked about the message a lot but she perfectly encapsulates the message because she's kind of like you know she's very I mean, Christine Baranski just naturally is class, you know? So she does that idea of, like, you know, rich, wealthy, class Christmas. You've got to spend a lot of money. You've got to have every, all the, you know, all, like, the turkey, the trimming, all, like, totally overblown. And then you've got that, you know, the the juxtaposition, the contrast with um, Mila Kunis's Christmas, which is let's have a Chinese and just chill out and enjoy each other's company, and it's not all about that. And so Christine Baranski, she's just... You know that thing? There's a lot of jokes between the... Um, you know, where they're just sort of pulling each other down. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, it's kind of that jokes of like, oh, I love what you've done with your hair. It looks like you're not trying anymore. And you know that sort of stuff. There's loads of those. And Christine Baranski just lands all of them. She's just really, really good. Yeah, she does that in her sleep. She's like... Yeah. She can do It's like the way, um, simply, you take the piss out of Alex, but like, you know, 10 levels below. Okay. <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I so. I, uh, so, Austin, my, so my thing here is that when... Alex detailed the characters earlier. They sounded a little bit stereotypy. So but talking can, about the mums, um, you know, it sounded like you've got an uptight one, you've got an overbearing one, and you've got a party animal neglectful one, right? Uh, that's what you've got. Uh, and, and, and of them, I'd say that uh, Christine Baranski's is probably the most well-written of everyone. I she think is, everyone would agree with that. She's the main one, though. I mean, I yeah, yeah, she's the main one. The, the one that just baffled me was, uh, is her name... Christy Hines, Hines, Cheryl Hines, Cheryl Hines, like her, her character. I mean, that was just not funny whatsoever. So there's a scene where her she, daughter, is she the overbearing one? Or the, yeah, 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 she's, 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 she's uh, mother, yeah. so she's Kiki's mum. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. so in one of the early scenes, she goes to go sleep with her husband, and then she's in the room with him watching them. It's just like. It's just so over the top, but not funny. Like she's there watching. Oh yeah, it's great to see you having sex. It's it's lovely to see my daughter growing up. Oh, right, it's, like, okay. it's just not it's funny. Too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the daughters are meant to be like our age, sort of thing. It's like do it's the just not funny. Do, do the actors bring anything more to them? So so that, that's just me. I mean, I'll get the yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get the defences uh, yeah, idea yeah, about the um, stereotypes in a bit. But do they bring more to it? Do they bring more to it than just the stereotypes? not so much not really I, I didn't feel like they did I'm sure the guys are going to argue to the to the slant but I just found them a bit boring it's almost the, it's Christmas time for them this is a, a Christmas paycheck here's a script let's just deliver that and then and then be done with it and I think it, it, I think it could have been a lot better mm-hmm. but it was only going to be as good as Bad Moms at best okay. and, it, and it didn't reach that Okay, uh, and Dave or Alex, um, comment on the, the stereotypes. That's me just listening to what you described mm. the characters as mm. before. To me, they, they, they sound uh, a bit like stereotypes. And are, know, are they fleshed out at all? I'd say, think, yeah. Sorry, sorry after you. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think stereotypes is a fair word. I'd say just like they're characters and they're like simple characters. I wouldn't say they're stereotypes. It's not like Susan Sarandon is this. You know, she, she's not a stereotypical mom who drinks and you know like you know it, it, it's not that clear but i just say they're simple characters but that doesn't mean it's it's a simple film it's not trying to be complicated 
I would go as far as to say that they easily could have been stereotypes. They were on the cusp of it being, had they not been put in the hands of yes. talented actors, mm-hmm. they easily could have been. But I think each actor found a way to, to turn it into something fresh, to turn it, make it their own in a way. And I think the uh, writers and director, the writer and director being the same people, uh, Scott Moore and what was the other one? They did The Hangover. The guys okay, who wrote yeah. The Hangover, those guys. Uh, I think they just let them do their own thing with the script. Okay, and um, Joel, any last words you want to say about this? Can you sum this film up in in a sentence? It's a terrible Christmas film and film avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sentence? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible Christmas film, comma, Oxford comma, and... (laughs) And a film. Uh, Dave, Can I tell you something with, with a couple of sentences? You asked Joel, uh, why should you watch this film at Christmas? There's only one reason you shouldn't watch this film at Christmas, and that's if you want to turn the TV off and spend some time with your family instead. Oh. Bad Mom's Christmas taught me that. <laughs> God damn, he, knew, he can bring it in, Connie. He can bring it home. Uh, Aston, can you, can you beat that? <laughs> Mom's taught me that. I re- I re- you know what? I really can't. I was not prepared for that whatsoever. This film left me so unprepared for anything. It's that badly. I thought I was going to walk through this. That's how good I thought a position I was in about how shit this film is. And yet Dave has just come in here with a piece of abstract thought process. <laughs> Austin, I'm prepared, Austin. I'm prepared for Christmas after watching this film. Austin, you're the prosecutor, mate. Yeah, listen, together. listen my, my only sentence here is that anything that was good about Bad Moms, so I think in Bad Moms, the original, uh, Han was like, probably the best bitch. She was foul mouth. She was like yeah, sexually yeah, yeah. aggressive in this. It's just more of the same, but it's tired and just boring now. Okay. There's no new jokes in this compared to the old one. Okay. And Alex, oh, some open a sentence. I, I, I can't be, I can't be. Did Dave. Dave do it better for you? Dave did it the best. Okay. Right. That's great. Uh, one more question though. Um, so why is there a camel? It didn't get explained. Oh, um, Christine Baranski tries to set up this massive Christmas party at Mila Kunis's house that Mila Kunis didn't want. She just wanted close family, okay. but she invites all the neighbors, everyone they know. And she sets up this big nativity scene with live camels. Right, yeah, okay. if, and one if, of them gets in the house. If you need ideas for a, a massive Christmas nativity scene, yeah. which would probably go with your color scheme, use your, live camels. It would. It would certainly go with your color scheme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I would. What, I would. What are you trying to say? It's blue yeah. and white. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And I would argue against booking Kenny G. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've got a lot to think about, Dave. Uh, quick quiz. Yeah, I can do. Um, as I was writing this quiz, I thought it was a good idea at first, but I realised it was getting steadily harder. And I know I have a bit of a reputation for doing particularly taxing quizzes, should we say. Uh, so I apologise in advance. This could be the hardest one I've done yet. I don't know. You you guys might be great at it. I don't know. We will find out. Uh, it's a film. Uh, it's, it's a film. It's a quiz I'd like to call uh, Good Moms. I'm not saying the Bad Moms just because they're in the Bad Moms episode. Please don't sue me. <laughs> so it's essentially about real mums and daughters that act. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically split up two films. One stars the mum, real life mum and real life daughter. All mm-hmm. right, I get it. And you got to tell me, tell me the mum or the daughter. I mean, I'm, I was thinking about getting you guess both, but if you can give me one of them, I might give you the point. We'll see how this goes. For example, just give you, if I was doing father and son, I could say uh, Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse Street, which you should be able to tell me Apocalypse therefore now. is. Yeah. Martin on Wall Street. Uh, yeah, Martin yeah. Sheen ah, and Charlie Sheen. So you get the idea. That's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so and just buzz in, by the way, because I, I really think this is quite tricky. <laughs> so, number one, A Fish Called Psycho. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, A Fish Called Wonder, and Janet Leigh, Psycho. Yeah, spot on. Nice. Spot well on. We well might done. be okay. Uh, two's quite a tricky one. Strip Bunny. Uh, strip Tease and... Uh, uh, Rumor Willis in something with a bunny. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, Demi Moore striptease and Rumor Willis uh, in the house bunny. Ah, oh, uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll let you yeah. two share a point for that one. Uh, Arthur of Oz. Arthur Christmas. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the streak ends. <laughs> it was all going so well. I was, that was going to be my closing statement. So Judy, Judy Garland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and her daughter is Rosie Garland. L- Rosie, <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Liza, I'll, again, oh, I'll wow. share the points between you two. That's in yeah. Arthur. Liza Minnelli was in Arthur, and Judy Garland's in Wizard of Oz. Obviously, meet the Iron Man. Bam. Uh, meet the parents Fockers. slash fuckers with yeah. Blythe Danner yeah. and Iron Man with Gwyneth Paltrow. Spot on. Well oh, done, wow. oh, shit. Why thinking... do any of these people have the same surname? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest problem. with you. That's the problem. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was deliberately looking for that sort of thing just to make it a little bit more trickier, which now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> uh, Enemy of the Fury Road. Oh, this is quite a tricky okay. one. So oh, Mad Charlie's Max, for on. No, no. 
So Mad Max and This is a tricky one, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Bam, Enemy of the State. Yes. I've got no idea who's in that film apart from Gene Hackman and Will Smith. Um, Will Smith's wife. Jada Pinkett. Oh, it? No, uh, yeah. No, uh, no, no. I'm, oh, I've got no idea. No, I think we've got as far as we can with that one. It's Lisa Bonet and Zoe Kravitz. Oh, shit, yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, what are you going to oh, do? Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Death Becomes the Orient Express. Bam. Goldie yeah. Horn. Death, no. Death Becomes there. Yeah. With Mel Street. No. <laughs> With, not with Goldie Hawn? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the other one? Does Orient Express help you at all? Orient no. Express? Man, on the Orient Express. It is, it is. Is it the Kenneth Branagh one? No. Oh, no, it's the original. No, no okay. It was look, no, I was looking for Ingrid Bergman and Isabella Rossellini. Oh. Yeah. Is she one, one that, from uh, Godfather? No. No. What was her name? <laughs> the one who never acted again? Oh, Sophia Dog. Coppola. So oh, Sophia, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, only yeah. directed again. Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's quite good at it. She's quite good. Okay, number seven, Mission Horizon. Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll, you know, I'll give you all combined. But can anyone tell me the actresses? Uh, oh, okay. Kristen Scott. No. no. Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave for Mission Impossible. And, and what was the second film? Uh, Event Horizon. Uh, that woman who's in... Um, Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all have a point there for that. Jolie Richardson was who I was looking oh. for. Oh, yeah. That's it, man. Here we go. Death Becomes Almost Famous. Bam. Oh. Mel Streep. No, oh, no, shoot. Bam. No, Get in there. No. Oh, damn. Golden Horn and Kate, Kate, Kate yes. Hudson. <laughs> I'll let you both have a point for that one. I'll yeah, it, it is Golden Horn and Kate Hudson. So jealous. Kate Hudson. Kate okay. Hudson. <laughs> She's got the best of both Every- worlds. <laughs> Everyone having fun, by the way? Yeah. Everyone enjoying? I think this was yeah, more yeah. fun than I thought it was going to be. These yeah. last two, <laughs> oh, three pointers. Oh, oh, so you yeah. got mother and her daughter, and then she's got a daughter who also acts. Okay, so there's three generations going on here. Jesus. Fifty Shades of Working Birds. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh a so working girl. Oh, yes. shit. Yeah. With Melanie Griffiths. Yes. Uh... Oh shit! Uh, Fifty Shades. Uh, Who's Fifty Shades again? Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yes. And what's the other one? Melanie Griffiths. Ben, is it Beds? It's the birds. With, with Tippy Hedren. Tippy Hedren. Oh, good one. Well, Tippy Hedren, mother of Melanie Griffiths, who is mother in turn of Dakota Johnson. Oh, I did on, not right? know yeah. any of them were related. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the surnames like Austin said. Yeah. It's all in the surnames. And speaking of surnames, all being different, brace yourselves for this one. <laughs> Booksmart in the rain strikes back. Singing in the rain. Yes. Empire Strikes Fisher. Back. Empire Strikes Carrie Fisher, yeah. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, uh, so what was her mum? She died at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, you could, uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds was singing in the rain. Carrie Fisher from Empire Strikes Back. And can anyone get... Booksmart. Booksmart, Book yeah. Um, something Morgan. No. Is no, it just... I could have had that other Star Wars films. She was, she was also, yeah, well. she is also What's in the Star Wars films. I watched it she, yesterday. Yeah, I watched she's in Booksmart, American Horror Story. Mark Hamill. No, she's not. Her, her, Carrie Fisher's daughter is not Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to it's Billy, I was looking for Billy Lord. Uh, but you know what, guys? That was a tricky quiz, even by my standards. Well done, guys. I, we all won. You all win. <laughs> We're all winning. Well done, everyone. Uh, and, and well done, Dave, as well. I thought yeah, that was well a very, Dave. very... That was a good quiz. Very good quiz. You put more effort in than most of us do. <laughs> um, okay, uh, right. So, uh, judging, uh, it, it's been harder than. Uh, well, I, t- I mean, I didn't know what to think about this because I actually really enjoyed Bad Moms. Uh, but for me, listening to this uh, this trial now, it seems a little bit like it's rinse and repeat. It feels like it's a, a lesser version of, of Bad Moms. Not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. I actually enjoy Die Hard too, you know, and that's a lesser version of Die Hard. Um, but, you know, I, I did, like, the, the main thing for me is I could go on about, you know, what was said. You know, there some really, really great points from both sides. Uh, I'm sorry, Alex, but it was mainly from Dave on your side. <laughs> uh, but the thing that did it for me is when I, asked... <laughs> I compare it to um, when you gave Austin. Uh, what did you speak about the other episodes? When you Speed. said when you spoke about the fucking. <laughs> okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. You asked him something, and you went off on a complete tangent. What, oh, it was Eli, Eli, and you started talking. What did you start speaking about? That was the Fantasaurus. <laughs> the special effects. It was fire. It was the fire, fire special effects. Both of you were saying how, how the awful it's music film. Yeah, both were saying how awful the film was so I said what's the worst bit about it and then I see ranted for about five minutes about something that wasn't that bad <laughs> so for when I asked Alex what to name one funny bit that happens in this film he just laughed <laughs> so for that reason I'm sorry Dave 
I'm sorry to This is going to end up on the shit list. I just, I could see where he was going with the question and he was looking at me directly in the eyes and you know when you just frantically realise you've got fucking nothing. And so, yeah, okay, so honest opinions. Alex, I'm going to start with you. Well, I mean, it's an awful film. It, it? It, yeah, it... You know, I, I was trying to be honest about the whole Christine Baranski. I, I do like her, and I think there was a good Christmas message, so I disagreed with a lot of what the prosecution was saying. I did think there was a coherent... I think it's a coherent story. <laughs> <laughs> and I also felt I gave it away when, like, I think I think I was talking about it and was like, you know, Ozzy's, not, Ozzy's saying it's a bad film, and I was like, well, and you know what, you can, you can give him that. But, but it does make sense. So I, I found it very hard to defend this film. Yeah. In, it's just a big, it's a big cash grab and a big load of nothing. And it feels very rushed. It feels like it was made in about a month. Right, well, um, coincidentally, it was made in about a month. <laughs> it was greenlit uh, at the screening of the first film and it was rushed for the subsequent Christmas. So it yeah. was it was cast, filmed, uh, post-production and then shown at cinemas all within 15 months, which is incredibly tight turnaround and, and yeah, written to, as well. To be honest, and weirdly, in 15 months, no one decided to write a script. <laughs> yeah, I, I still feel like in 15 months, they could have yep. you, know, you know, made a few funny jokes. Yep. But there's, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think anyone was lying. There's no funny moments in this like, film. It was like, a very hard, it was a very nothing. direct question you asked. Okay. Yeah, that so, so Joel and Ozzy, you both agree that it yeah, wasn't yeah, a good film. It is absolutely terrible. It's like I said, the first 10 minutes, you literally know that it is shit. And it, it does not get better. And Dave, your genuine opinion? Yeah, it's pretty poor, to be honest. I think I, I think I also dropped the ball a bit when I said, you know, it's okay to have on if you're doing Christmas rapping. It's, it's okay if you're not watching it. It's, it's absolutely fine if you're barely paying attention to it. If you've got now a Christmas on while you're doing your rapping. Yeah. And it's on it's, in the background. It's not an offensive film. It's just very poorly executed. Except for all the swearing. It should be offensive. I think that's what really put me off. Yeah, but the bad mum's Christmas. You know, like Bad Santa. It should be sort of trying to push the poor taste. It just doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have the guts. Yeah, it's it got, really it got a little film. too wholesome. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely wimped out. Yeah. yeah, but I think, you know, just it's it's not a complete write off. There are worse films out there than this one, but it's just not that good. It's like. It seems like she's only a bad mom because every now and again, Mila Kunis sort of whispers to herself, fuck me, or something like that. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, she's off the hook, that mom. So you know I, I, mean? I felt like, the, like it, it was wrapped up pretty well in the first film. You know, like the, the, the message there was like, you know what? It's okay to, to be bad. Well, not bad. It's just like to enjoy yourself every now and again. Mm. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to yeah. be able to like, you know, cook an amazing... You want to go on cocaine benders every yeah. now and then? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> that is fine. It's fine yeah. as long as you still do your mom job at the end of the day. Christmas and smack. It's fine. I, okay. So, um, it, it, uh, I've got, I do have a bit of trivia here is that, um, uh, Cheryl Hines is only 15 years older than Kristen Bell. Um, so they aged her another five years. <laughs> okay, so we're higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was the other guys, which scored on Rotten Tomatoes, 78%. Um, or, let's just say that, 78% lower. all over. I'm saying lower. 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 Uh, yeah, okay, it's much, 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 much lower, 31%. Uh, so once again, I put up a poll over so, uh, on Twitter uh, over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Bad Mom's Christmas should be placed on. And 67% of them said that it should be placed on the shit list, uh, unsurprisingly mm-hmm. there. Right, okay, so before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little bit of a caption contest. So what I do here is I take a screenshot of the film, put on Twitter, ask our friends and followers which list this film should be placed on. Hit or shit. Uh, uh, no, I'm, well, I've, I've completely started uh, thinking about something else. You then think I got, about something else entirely. I literally, <laughs> yeah. I literally got distracted by Joel and fucking Brucey giggling like a couple of schoolboys over there. Knucklehead um, schoolboys. <laughs> so, so you didn't go for schoolgirls. You went for schoolboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I take, a, take a screenshot of the film, and our followers have got to provide a funny caption. You guys have got to pick which the best one is, and the best one wins. A hey, Freddo. I'm already going to predict that the caption will be funnier than anything that happened in the film. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the caption is Santa with three of the eponymous bad moms grinding on and dancing by him. Uh, so number one... It- <laughs> For some reason, I thought that was the caption. I was like, that's literally just what's happening in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, caption number one, it's good to be the king. Uh, caption number two, oh, Santa, 
Is that a candy cane in your pocket? <laughs> uh, caption number three, ho, ho, ho. Nice. <laughs> uh, caption number four, you get my kids everything they want or certain photos will just magically appear to Mrs. Claus. Is that what you want? I'm surprised there were no uh, Prince Andrew jokes in there. <laughs> I think you just want to finish. Missed opportunities. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Listeners, if you do have a funny Prince Andrew related caption that ties in with love actually, please Next week. <laughs> we, we will oh, read them out God. as it, it may be our last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, so you got to pick what out there's for. Which one was the best one? Uh, the last one, probably. Last one, yeah. Prince Andrew one. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, give Austin a Fred over. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Austin. No, congratulations <laughs> to uh, Brunch with the Halliwells, a charmed podcast. You've just won yourselves a Freddo. Um, yeah. So I was I was just in San Francisco last week. Apparently, that's where Charmed is filmed, mm-hmm. and I w- <laughs> that's how people know San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because uh, c- I was I spent what entire day going around looking at different filming locations. Did so you go to the Charmed the- house? Well, I'd walked past the Charmed house before I realised, and I was like, should I go back? And then I was like, I've never watched a fucking episode of Charmed. <laughs> 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 it would literally just be wasted. Okay, uh, so just before we call it a day, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends. It's called the Even Worse IT of all time podcast now the reason why I mention these guys is that they actually watched A Bad Mom's Christmas every week for an entire year for their podcast Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ why, why? Uh, I, I, well, it's called the even worse idea of all time podcast <laughs> yeah that was a bad idea <laughs> so uh, I haven't listened to it as I didn't want to sway my judgement but the resulting episodes sound hilarious so if Austin and Joel had this much contempt for the film after just one viewing. I feel like it would literally change you as a person. I I honestly can't imagine what these guys thought having to watch this film 52 times and then having to record an episode after each watch. I I feel sorry for the families as well. I think you'd have some sort of Stockholm syndrome by the end. I know, yeah. That's what I reckon. I reckon it's going to be a rollercoaster. I reckon it's going to like the first episode's going to start off like, oh, it's pretty bad. But episode 17, they're going to be like, this is amazing. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, if you enjoyed this trial of A Bad Mom's Christmas and want to hear 52 more similar episodes, then check them out. They are the even worse idea of all time podcasts. They're available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so next week's film has been picked out of our very, very festive hat at random. And it is a doozy. It is the Christmas turkey that is Love Actually. <laughs> now, this film has been nominated to us by many, many people over the years. Uh, some of those people have, they've been, you know, genuine requests. Some of those requests have been cruel ploys for us to watch the film uh, over the festive period, mainly by our better halves. But we will finally be putting Love Actually on trial. Uh, and we have, it's only fair that we've randomized the roles. So in the roles of the Defense are going to be Dave and Austin. In the roles of prosecution are going to be Alex and myself. Oh, yeah. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> and in the role of George is going to be trying to be impartial, Joel. <laughs> if you can do that. Can you do that, Joel? Certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really, really reassuring. <laughs> I know it was, wasn't it? Okay, so uh, just to thank everybody who's listened to this episode, if you like the episode, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Tell all your friends and tell all your family, especially your bad moms. Just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many ears as possible. And why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Check us out on Twitter at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang at the underscore quicks and check us out on all social media and YouTube as well. So that's it. A Bad Mom's Christmas is a shit and we'll be in your ears next week with Love Actually. Goodbye. Uh...